the Stay in the Game podcast was brought to you on all major platforms using the magic of Buzzsprout. You can see our page at stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com. That's stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com. On that page, you'll also find all our social media links. But if you want to contact the show directly, our email is stayinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Once more, that's Stay in the Game Podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Stay in the Game with me, your host, Steve. Thank you for coming back and once again joining me as we explore how to navigate the challenges that life and the world keeps throwing at us. With all the pandemic measures, lockdowns, restrictions and protests, it's a time where it's really easy to lose sight of what's important. Maintaining your mental fortitude is tough at the best of times. So today we're going to discuss some of the warning signs that things maybe aren't quite right and how we can maybe deal with them. As always, any views and opinions expressed on this show belong to the person or persons expressing them and unless expressly stated, do not reflect the official policy or position of any author, agency, organization, employer or company. Now let's get into it. If you're feeling broken down, if you're feeling like you'll never be the same, join me because I'm getting back up. I'm going to stay in the game. Back for more. You surely are gluttons for punishment. So to set the tone for today's discussion, I need to make a few things really clear. We are living in a time where more people than ever are experiencing a mental health crisis. What people need to realize is that you don't need a diagnosis or a label before you can start taking steps to improve your mental health. In my field, which is policing, it's common to see people with post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of operational stress injury. Now, there's all sorts of other factors that can come into that. Um, Sanctuary trauma is a huge thing now where organizations just aren't taking care of their employees. But the same signs and symptoms can present themselves in countless other situations, not just in emergency services. People sometimes feel like just because they haven't been in a life or death situation or seen something horrific that they aren't entitled to have these thoughts and feelings and these symptoms that's just not true cumulative stress can sneak up on you and start affecting you in a similar way and we're seeing that so much right now with people affected by um, living what feels like in a bubble for the last couple of years Um, i have lots of opinions about the pandemic measures vaccinations trucker protests and on and on and on And I'm not afraid to express or discuss those opinions, but I'm not going to do that on this podcast. It's not what it's about. It's not why I'm here. And I refuse to have the message of this show be lost or sidelined because of these polarizing issues. What's clear right now is that everyone is suffering and everyone could use a little bit of grace, a little understanding and a little love. So regardless of where you stand on these issues, I hope you find something in today's conversation that helps you. So, 
warning signs. Everyone has experienced that alarm bell that goes off in your brain when something just isn't right. Most of the time it's for something small and most of the time it's something we can just brush off and carry on with our day. But what happens when you can no longer do that? What happens when the alarm bell becomes deafening and you just don't know how to turn it off? For me, it was a very surreal experience. I'd known for a while that things weren't right and I'd done what we all do. Regardless of our situation or or our background, we suck it up, you run it off, you be the good soldier, fight the good fight. Then, as I really started to crumble and disclose my struggles, the message from outside was basically the same. We'll get you help later, check back with me next week, but go back to work, keep doing your thing, we'll, we'll get to you. And shortly after that, I was unable to return to my workplace. And it would be almost a year before I actually went back. So my message at the start of this is to look out for those around you. Whether you carry a gun, drive a truck or sharpen pencils for a living. If someone's struggling and they happen to disclose something to you, make sure you're listening and make sure that you do something. As the saying goes, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. So what are the warning signs that I speak of? Well, there there are lots of them. And part of it goes to knowing the person that you're talking to, spotting those differences, and being aware and in tune with what it is they're doing and how they're thinking. But those aren't the only warning signs I'm talking about. I'm talking about that death by a thousand cuts. I'm talking about the little niggles that make you doubt yourself. I'm talking about the little signs that you give yourself on a day-to-day basis that if you listen to them are going to help you. And so the first one of those that I want to talk about, and for me this is a big one, and it's that if you think you're being lied to, then get ready because you're about to be manipulated. That seems like such a simple phrase, but if you sit and really think about it, It's huge, and it permeates every facet of your life. Now, some people are better at it than others, and as humans, we all have that innate ability to spot when we're being lied to. That spidey sense, the alarm that goes off, the red line on the bullshitometer, but a lot of times we'll ignore it, and we'll give the person the benefit of the doubt, or excuse it, or whatever else, just to brush it off. And that's fine. But when you do that, you cannot be surprised when it comes back to bite you. Being able to recognize these moments and address them will change your life. Because I'll tell you right now, as soon as someone lies to you, it's because they need you to believe something that isn't true. It sounds simple, I know, but think about it again. As soon as someone lies to you, it's because they need you to believe something that isn't true. And if you believe that, it's going to change your behavior. It's going to change your opinions, your actions. It's going to change everything relating to the subject they're talking to you about. And that is Manipulation 101. The problem with manipulation is that it can have a lot of unforeseen consequences for you, aside from whatever the lie ropes you into. Internally, being manipulated feels like crap. It made me feel weak. It made me feel used. 
and it made me question my own judgment. More than that, it affected my ability to trust people. I mean, the next time someone comes to you and asks you to put your faith in them, you will hesitate. Nobody wants to be taken for a sucker and people certainly don't want to repeat that mistake. And I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be mistrusting. I want to see the good in people and be there for them when they need me. So this is where being an effective communicator will pay dividends. The next time someone spins you a yarn, and as we say back in Scotland, you smell shite, in a polite yet direct way, call them on it. Say, I smell shite, or whatever phrase that relationship allows. Something like, I want to be there for you, but I'm not sure I'm getting the whole story. While I can't be certain you're being completely truthful with me, I won't be able to do, say, think what you want me to. I won't be able to do what you're asking of me. And and you know what? That's completely fair. Trust is earned. And while people can sometimes expect the benefit of the doubt, where it's in their power to do so, they should be open with you in eliminating as much of that doubt as possible. If they're reluctant to do that, then that's a huge red flag. And for me, that's how I spot someone is trying to manipulate me. Another huge warning sign for me is that anytime I am engaged with someone and I feel the need to go on the offensive, I know that something isn't right. I mean, I'm generally a pretty chill guy and it takes some effort to get me all fired up. But there are times where I'll be having an interaction and out of nowhere, I'll just be ready to go to war. Usually that gets triggered where I feel like someone's questioning my character or my reputation. Those kinds of moral injuries are very, very tough for me personally to deal with. And so instead of taking the time to respond, I react. The worst is when I go to the keyboard and react. The self-righteous clickety-clack of my angry typing is uh, it's very distinctive and it can be heard for miles around. But it's never a good place for me personally. It's not a good headspace for me to be in. What I'm learning to do is not react, but to stop, to consider, and where appropriate, because it isn't always appropriate to respond rather than react. And here's why. Again, this is a priceless nugget that I hope changes your life as much as it changed mine. The problem isn't that people judge us. The problem is that we expect them not to. I'm going to say that again. The problem is not that people judge us. The problem is that we expect them not to. Now, just let that sink in. Kind of let it marinate in your brain. And if you're anything like me, it feels very uncomfortable. I think the reason for that is that as soon as you accept this phrase, it means that the other party is no longer responsible for you getting all worked up. You're responsible. And taking that responsibility can suck. People can and will judge you, say things about you, lie about you, challenge you, but no matter what they do, you are in control of how much power you give them over you. Will you let this person dictate your behavior? 
wouldn't it be much better to just leave them to it and do your own thing without worrying about what they're doing or saying when someone comes at you in a way that makes you want to fight them whether it's physically verbally or on your clickety clackety keyboard then you're giving in to their plan as soon as you just say okay or i disagree but whatever you will take away their ability to push your buttons you're taking back all your power now this doesn't happen overnight I took a fake it till you make it approach on this one and what I would do is I would respond calmly and then I would go scream into a pillow or do something else to try and work out the rage I guess that I had built up because I couldn't let go of it. I had to have an outlet. I had to train myself to realize that that didn't need to be part of me. And slowly, as time goes on, I'm still getting better at catching these feelings before they get out of hand and dialing them back as I take control and empower myself to make better choices. The biggest tool for me in doing this has been my breath. It's something we all do every day, at least if we want to stay above ground, but learning how to use breathing techniques to reduce the stress, anxiety and reactivity in any situation is huge for me. And it always comes with an emotional release. And you all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes when you're holding on to a feeling so tightly and you eventually make that decision to let it go and you just start to breathe through it and then you can kind of feel that stuttered exhale when your bottom lip starts to quiver and then you start to ugly cry like you did the first time you heard someone like you by Adele. Those types of things where you're Letting go of the emotion that you pent up. That's huge. Those releases are important. And it's a stepping stone on the road to stopping those reactions before they gain so much momentum. Do not let other people manipulate you in that way to gain control over you. Don't let them push your buttons. Don't let them control your emotions. Know who you are. And you do know who you are. Stay true to yourself. Now it's time for our positive segment of the show, Good To Be Us. And once again, a massive shout out to Corey Marks for setting the tone. Yes, it is good to be us. And why is that, you may ask? Well, it's good to be us because we are in a great position to recognize all those things that haven't worked for us in the past. We've all been through a lot and we know where things went wrong. That being said, it's really easy to repeat those same mistakes and sometimes even to do and expect a different outcome. So here's today's tip. We know better. So why don't we do better? Well, the saying is true. Old habits can die hard. But for me especially, not changing my approach or my expectations ended up being horribly detrimental. So to fix that, today we're going to talk about having an abundance mindset. 
that is to say that we're going to get rid of our scarcity mentality because that's what's going to empower us to move forward and be successful. So let me explain what I mean. We have all been there. You are about to brush your teeth before bed, you grab the tube of toothpaste and realize that it's almost done. So what do you do? You spend a couple of minutes twisting it, rolling it up, doing that weird thing where you fold it under the nozzle and use your thumb to try and push that last drop out. And as it hits your toothbrush, you can see there's still a little left. So in your head, you don't throw it out, you commit to doing the same thing the next morning. You're going to put all that effort into squeezing the tiniest bit of toothpaste out onto your toothbrush. I'll bet you've even done it where you've managed to get the toothbrush there but there's not enough to get out so you've actually dipped the bristles of your toothbrush into the nozzle to get those last little morsels of toothpaste out of the tube. But wait, I bet if you stopped and thought about it for every single, every, every single time you've done that, I'll bet there's been a brand new tube of toothpaste just sitting in the closet waiting for you to grab it or medicine cabinet or wherever you keep it. And after you open that tube, you can go to the store at any point to buy another one and you'll still have a spare while you go through this brand new tube that you just opened. And that's what you should be doing because guess what? You worked hard and your time and your effort are worth something. You're in the great position of being able to buy toothpaste anytime you need it. It's not a treat. You earned it. The three drops at the bottom of the tube are not worth your time and effort. So work on that abundance mindset. As soon as it's hard to squeeze the tube, just open a new one because you have lots of toothpaste and there's more where that came from because you've put yourself in a great position to be able to go get it. So work on allaying your fears and adopting that abundance mindset because whether it's a big glob of toothpaste or anything else that you want, the only thing stopping you from chasing your goals and your dreams is just you. That's it for today's episode of Stay in the Game. Thanks for listening and please reach out with any feedback you may have or any suggestions for a particular topic or aspect you would like covered in future episodes. Go to stayinthegamepodcast.buzzsprout.com to find the links to our social media pages. You can reach out there or email directly at stayinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in the game.